All right, welcome guys. We are up to episode thirty. Let's a bit go. Of a <laughs> if you if you didn't notice, that was not gamble. <laughs> so I thought it was a good impression. It was actually pretty good. Episode. It was actually pretty good. Let's you got. Um, go. I was going to say I got a, a much better uh, looking version just sitting in his seat today. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> you um you got more hair. Thank you. <laughs> so um, yeah, guys. So yeah, episode thirty. Welcome. Um, bit of a milestone today. I actually been a bit excited hitting this like 30 30 weeks now of doing this i'm uh pretty pretty pumped about it and proud of ourselves for getting to this this point um yeah so gamble is missing today so he uh he had something important he had to do this morning and so um yeah we had to let him go off and, and take care of things and, and so call in a ring in and call a ring in so i've got uh, my beautiful partner emma with me today hello hello baby thanks for having me <laughs> in okay. my house oh, no. <laughs> it's a, um it's actually a pleasure so i've actually had in my mind that i wanted to have you on here for a while now and um yeah things just seem to line up today yeah, it did. Super lined up. Uh-huh. I know, I know. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. You're good. Thanks for asking. How That's are good. you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, so we're going to go into something. We're going to still take the free flow approach today, but we had a little bit of a subject that we wanted to dive into. So yeah. And it might kind of push some people's boundaries, yeah. but I think it's funny. I think it's funny. Yeah. So <laughs> we spoke about this last night and we're like, do we just go into it like Gamble and I do normally or do we sort of like give ourselves a little bit of a subject to to start off and then we'll just see where it flows from there. So um, we thought we'd relate to some things that we have kind of um, experienced and, and things that um, uh, things that we believe uh, kind of have come up with our relationship in the early stages. Yeah, and this is what resonates for us through our experiences. So it may not for you, but it might hit some areas of your mind and your thoughts as to what could be going right or wrong. So we thought we would imp- like part with our wisdom. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think it opens up people's like awareness a little bit and sort of it's a bit of a reality check almost that like – um, you know, so, well, let's just hit them with the, with the title. Okay, so, I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> so we're, we're going into this, um, with the title of the honeymoon phase is a sham. So, because we, it is. Cause it kind of is. So what we were talking about this last night was how, uh, you know, like Emma and I've been together for just over nine months now. Uh, it feels like years. Yeah. Um, cause we are so connected and it's been amazing so far. Um, so far, but, so far. Yeah. So far, so <laughs> but we really thought this was a cool subject to talk about, right? Because... Um, whether you like it or not, I think you always approach something new. And the whole reason honeymoon phase is even a, is a even a thing is because you kind of are always going to put your best foot forward at the start of something new, right? Yeah, and you look back in. I think it depends on the relationship. So there's been times where I look at Aaron and I'll say, "Oh, I really don't want to go back to the beginning phase." And then I <laughs> hear stories from my friends, and they're like, "Oh, I just met someone. It's amazing." And I'm like, "Oh, I I can't." relate to that but I can in previous like experiences where you look back and you reminisce you're like oh I wish they still did Mm. this and I wish we still did this and why isn't that still happening and you start to question but with Aaron and I I haven't had that so that's why it's been kind of a thing that's been coming up lately because I wouldn't choose to go back versus what we have now. I haven't even thought about that way like you have said that before and I guess that's kind of what brings it up really hey because that is such a common thing where people say that they're like oh yeah. i'd love to go back to the honeymoon phase and this and that but it, it didn't feel like that like i feel like we've felt very consistent like yeah it's been growth throughout it's actually grown throughout if yeah anything the beginning of ours was the rockiest <laughs> it was more because rocky, we were it? like challenging each other the whole time uh, whereas most people are like oh let's go on date nights and remember when we went on a about our first holiday and <laughs> all of, and like i heard a story the other day where someone just met someone and They'd already been on a holiday and were taking Polaroids and like all real, like real heavily in lust, I would say, like that Mm. illusion of love. Um, Whereas for us, thinking about the beginning gives me (laughs) so much anxiety Mm. because it was like, and I know that that to me shows me that it was something different too because it transformed who we were presenting as into our authentic selves. Yeah, and right. I think that's the message that we're trying to drive through today. Yeah, that's right. Well, was it COVID when we started to? Um, no. Was it, it wasn't lockdowns, It was almost, was it? yeah. So we met back in April and we were both 
on our we'd both been kind of solo for a bit working on ourselves so when we when we eventually met we were very independent and were really aware that we didn't need the other person mm. to be happy That's so right. yeah that was we, the thing yeah it? we would and mm. every time we would start talking even we just spoke about this before but on our first date we both said kind of the similar quote to each other because yeah. we were talking about all of the mindset stuff we'd read and oh, mine yeah <laughs> my one was from Abraham Hicks and I was like wouldn't you love to just walk up to someone and say you're irrelevant to my joy and you were like, what? And I said, yeah, because it's my job to be joyful and you're relevant to my joy. Because you, if you're relevant to someone's joy, then you're also relevant to their pain and to their sadness. So if it's it's my job to be happy and then you're just a nice addition. Like I yeah, say to you, right. I'm, the, I'm the chicken yeah. in the roast dinner and you're just the gravy. Like you compliment <laughs> it, but I'm good by myself. And we were both in that. And then what, do you, what was the quote yeah, that so, you well, said? Yeah, so that's, that's what made me think because at the time I'd always really resonated with the, the Will Smith quote, the one where it's like, um, uh, oh, how does it go now? We just read it. Um, as well before um, the ha- you she it's not my your yeah. happiness is not my responsibility so it's like I'm I come into this with my own happiness you come into it with your happiness and then it's like it's added together and relying on someone else to make thing. you happy yeah relying selfish. on someone else's to make you happy or to bring you happiness is selfish so you can't rely on another person to bring you happiness you should be happy and you should be like and that's where we got caught right because it's like yeah I am happy in myself and I don't need you to be happy but i want you yeah so we would kind of have arguments at the beginning because we were like yeah but i miss him but i'm not gonna tell him yeah that's right i'm happy on my own and that's kind of you reckon that's ego a bit yeah because we Mm. had both we had really strong mindsets that we were good we were so good on our own yeah. yeah but then it was like yeah like i want i want to be together with you but then it was still always like and that's what came to me because I was so caught up in the whole like the strong mindset and the mental toughness side of thing. I think I was actually doing 75 hard, yeah, I think, when we met, wasn't I? Um, so like I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like I love like I love what you've what you've brought to to the to the picture, like into the into us and like what we are together. Like I absolutely love it. But then I would still always have those things in my mind, like because that's how I've always lived my whole life, that if I lost something, I would be fine. Yeah. And not realizing though that that was actually a weakness and wasn't allowing me to ever be vulnerable, which people know from past episodes, I've always struggled with vulnerability. But can't you see that both of us were putting out that false illusion to each other that we were so strong? Yeah. And then as we've moved through into a proper relationship from there, the we weren't strong in relationships so then there's been like things that have come up where I was like well I didn't work on that by myself because I had no triggers there like there was little things that he would do and I would react and I was like ew why am I feeling this way but it's because when you're by yourself you're focusing on you like you're not working on your perceptions of others because you haven't that's not your goal you're you're doing it complete obviously you're actually uh, you're working on building yourself up to be solid on your own yeah (laughs) so then like when someone else comes into it yeah you want the relationship and you want this but then it's like it kind of almost contradicts contradicts what you're doing in yourself yeah so you can get quite caught up in that and it does sort of stop you from completely committing sometimes without even really realizing walls up because you have such a fear of losing the progress that you've made Mm. but if anything, it's opening you up to the other side so you can grow together, mm. which what I said to you yesterday where I said there's this illusion that you have to be completely healed to be loved, mm-hmm. but I think we both thought we were and then mm. when we got into the relationship, we realised, oh, there's still all that stuff well, under the rug. you might have been healed in yourself, yeah, like on your own, so like things weren't, like you said, things weren't being triggered when you're on your own. Yeah. But in a relationship, past things trigger things, like, um, you know, you come up, against things like together you're not you're not just it's not just you anymore and it took me such a long time it's even like still now Mm. to rely on you to heal Mm. parts of me because I'm like "Mm, no (laughs) it's my job but like Mm. even just to vent to you about things like I know it's difference with venting and gossiping but like when things come up I'll be like oh this triggered me today and this how I handled it the old me was like oh don't Mm. even tell him that you were triggered like you're better than that like we still struggle with that stuff and it's like even though we're so aware now of how like and we actually say like okay is this 
like if we need to talk about something, is it venting or is it like actually seeking advice about something? The like biggest, it's a difference. Yeah, the biggest, the best piece of advice I had it almost at the beginning of this relationship from someone at work was before you start talking to your partner, tell them whether you need advice or whether you need them to listen. Because mm. most of the time, you know what you're meant to do. So mm. if someone's annoyed you or you're struggling with somewhere in your life, some you know what to do. Mm. You know that you need to probably rise up, say yeah. sorry, conquer whatever is in front of you. So you just need to vent and like be like, yeah. whinge, 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 but I'm going to go do it anyway. Right. But instead, <laughs> you will get the person that will be like, you know what you need to do. You need mm. to do this, this That's and this. Right. And then you're like, you kind of and the difference get put into in that. panic because you're like, oh, yeah. I already know. I just needed to whinge. And if you would have just, if you approach it first with that, like statement yeah like is what, what did you say is it advice or i ne- just need you to listen i, just need you to listen. I don't need i advice. don't need your advice so yeah so by approaching anything like that any conversation like that you're completely then like taking it out because it's it's hard when you just start talking and you, you might be venting but you haven't made it aware that yeah. you're venting which is what was happening with us a bit <laughs> and it's like then my logic brain like which is my masculine the masculine brain is to like to, to solve Solution things based. yeah so and that's what we realize right the the masculine energy um which males have more of is to fix things yeah. so and that and me especially like i'm i was always so much like like I would find a solution to anything and I pride myself on that. Like I'll make anything work. Like my favorite affirmation I mentioned a few times was like, everything always works out for me. <laughs> like, and you knew that too early on. And like, and so, um, that just comes out naturally. But so feminine energy is I, you need to feel you it. You need to first. feel it. Yeah. So by me giving you logic and solutions to what you're telling me, it it's just, me. it's repulsive. Oh, yeah. and, <laughs> it's just, and it's just, rub, it's not helping in you any way. You can feel your skin just mm, crawl up because yeah. you just wanted a hug. That's right. Like it's just like, it, no, <laughs> and that's I what I say. Just tell me you just want a hug. <laughs> <laughs> but well, back to the point of this is, in the beginning stages, you put on a front almost because mm. you've been given a fresh start with someone. They yeah. don't necessarily know all your story, all your backstory, what your cousin did to you back mm, in year three. Right. Like you're yeah. not carrying all of that. You have a fresh start. So you get to be your higher self. You get to model who you would like to be in the relationship. And if you're consistent with that and that's truly your soul talking, then that will be able to be consistent throughout the relationship. If it's ego, it drops away. And also if it's just putting on a show that you really aren't, like you don't really have these good habits, but you're just putting it on to look good and they actually don't align with you, you're only going to be able to maintain that for so long. Yeah. Because it's not... It's not. It's like gaslighting. Oh, like it is, yeah, yeah. You're presenting a version of who you think that they would like, and mm. of course, you're gonna, that person. If you if you're right and you got a good kind of instinct, and who are you them, when you just meet somebody to make, to, those, to make those judgments? Like, oh, this is what she would like. Yeah. like you know what I mean. Like, and I definitely yeah. did that to you because yeah. I was like, oh, I think I know him, so I think he likes this type of person, yeah. and I'll do my hair like this, yeah. and then eventually I was like, oh, yuck, it's so hard to. And That's then, right. but the more I revealed myself the more the love grew, which was mm. lucky. But usually that's when you'll find around three or four months that stuff will start to either go down or go up mm. because you're holding on to a version of you that you can't keep up with. Mm. You might be even like, you know, when you hear about relationships where they spend heaps of money in the beginning and they're mm. trying to like live that yeah, lavish life and then it. suddenly you're poor <laughs> and you can't keep it up. And yeah. then the girlfriend or the boyfriend's like, oh, remember when we used to do this? And you, you physically financially can't keep up to that standard because you were trying to present a you version of you. trying to impress that them by like materials. spending money, material shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important to come back to you and if you can't sit with the fact that you're not being authentic and you haven't given yourself what you need within the relationship as well, then that's your biggest red mm. flag. Like... You need to go to bed knowing that I was my best version, not yeah. the, my, the ideal version that they wanted. Yeah, that's right. Because well, you, it's you're, ba- you're come presenting up. a false version of yourself. So if that person starts to like that version, yeah, that's not that's not you, and you're not truly ever going to be aligned. Yeah. So you're basically just wasting both your t- both of your time, right? Yeah, and um, I'll t- we could talk about I guess where we started to hit it. So mm. we there was. Like, I guess, how do I go into it without being too, like... I was a bit caught up in... I don't know if this is where you're going, so sorry to interrupt, yeah. but, like, 
I was quite caught up because it was early on in the podcast and stuff too. And like, so I was having all those really big highs and it was before Gamble and I had spoke about how when we, before we were aware of how you can shoot up into the clouds and then come down, we were kind of going up all over the place and then riding those highs and wondering why we were feeling like almost lows after it. Yeah. It was when we were figuring out all that stuff. So like I would call you like straight after a podcast and be like so hyped up and so like, like up in the clouds because I felt so good after it and I'm thinking I'm doing amazing things and this and that and just talking so much about what I had just gone through and giving you all that energy <laughs> but then One not, day. not making you not not uh, uh, respecting you and asking how your day was or like well, it that wasn't was a selfish thing so yeah. this was one of them so we went through a whole week of kind of being distant mm. and if you're in a girl's head you can uh, I guess that's sexist but <laughs> It's more of a feminine energy thing, but I tend to overthink certain things, which is my key trait that I'm working on. But I guess one of my limiting beliefs is not being enough that I'm working on like full, as hard as possible. I know you are aware of that too. So aware So like I'm proud of you for that. Yeah, because it's like... Being aware of it is the first thing. Stopping the thought when it comes in and flipping it. But at this stage, we'll reel back Mm. in the time. So... I'm sitting in my apartment going through the motions, going to work, having small wins and then I would get daily phone calls and not seeing Aaron. So that was creating like a resistance there too. But he was having so many wins and he was like, oh my God, this happened today and it's so amazing. And I was just like, cool. Mm. And then I would say, oh, I'm so proud of you. And then the phone call would end and I realised that every day those phone calls were happening and we weren't really talking about me or us or when we're going to see each other next. So I was starting to lose the momentum that we were building. And then one day he had a really good day. So I decided to ruin it um, <laughs> by accident. I didn't yeah. like write my intention in the morning. Well, it came, it came up day. because it was kind of almost like a build up, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I had had a really good day that day and I was really excited to share the news with him. And so I, I was at the stage too in early on in the relationship where I didn't want to call and interrupt and like I wanted to still be a version <laughs> oh, of me right. that didn't that. like annoy him. I wanted to be cool, calm and collected when I'm really annoying. Um, but <laughs> I was waiting for to hear from him and then he called me about the podcast and he was so excited and I was just like, if I think I said to you, if I asked you one thing that's happened in my week this week, what would you say? <laughs> and you couldn't answer it. No. And then... I, I felt of, my ego flare up so bad then and even like I went back to that just then and I was like Ugh. it was like and then I copped it for a little bit after that because he was like you're not being supportive but I was I just had had an I'd hit my supportive level because I just it needs to be equally shared and I know that's an expectation but I I think that's what I was thinking about this morning in the shower in my shower epiphanies I think in love I think in relationships you shouldn't have expectations but I think everybody has expectations of what love should feel like mm. so you have this kind of what you've been brought up with it you see love all the time so my version of love is supportive loving loving through it without boundaries and expectations but it, you just want to be there for each other and really hold each other accountable like we're really good at that um (laughs) but and having the freedom to say how you feel but also being able to hear what you don't want to hear as well because that person hopefully has your best interest at heart well that's what was so cool about that because even as instant as that was the ego flare up i'd never felt that before and like you said you were doing things to like not so much impress me but you didn't like you were cautious of what you were saying, you didn't want to call me to interrupt me. You would always like sort of almost be putting me first all the time with things. Yeah. So like you were, it's like what we're talking about with the honeymoon phase. Like you're putting your, trying to put your best self forward of what you think I expect. Yeah. Um, and then that's what I was getting. And then all of a sudden you've like pulled me up on this and I'm like, hang on a minute. You haven't done that before. Yeah. But then I'd never copped that before. So. Um, he says copped. I was still nice. <laughs> you were nice, but. <laughs> It instantly, I remember even through the call, I was I listened and then at the end I was like, you, was it's like you thought I was going to be angry too. And at the end, and I kind of like it actually woke me up instantly. And I'm yeah, like, wow. Yeah, you just wow. kept saying that you love me. And I was I like. I know, you pulled me in and like it literally 
that's where our first big shift was because I'm like, you actually just fully held me accountable there and called me out on my own bullshit and no one's ever done that before. And I was like, that's just beautiful. But, if, but can you see how it could have gone the other way? Oh, hey, so Bill, I started to show cracks of my illusion yeah, of my honeymoon right. phase because right. it wasn't a version of me that I could keep up with. I was yeah. people pleasing. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be with that person forever, because that's how that you should go into a relationship thinking, oh, they're the one, you can't keep sacrificing your own needs so you could have easily reacted to that you've been like yep no she's not for me and mm. then that would have been it and, and i've done that in the past so much and that's what was so cool because i took it respectfully and you know i knew your values and i already knew by then that you're a good person and and you had a lot of the traits that i was attracted to and it did it called me out on my shit and i was like oh like and I did. The thoughts come up in my head like, oh, I don't need to deal with this. So that were the first things like, you know what I mean? Like, who, who, like, why is this happening? Why are you being like this for? Like, you know what I mean? Don't you want it to just be good? Like, why would you bring up things that are going to be trouble? And that's how I've been in the past. Like, it can't always be rosy. (laughs) You've got to be able to call each other out. Isn't promoting people to call, like, just start arguments because you have a feeling? I really like that idea that if it's not going to bother you in 24 hours, like, see if it bothers you in 24 hours, if it still does, then take action. I question that when, if you're an overthinker, because usually stuff's in there for about a whole week. (laughs) Um, But I really think of just seeing if it's ego, like really sit with it and be like, am I reacting like this because I feel a need that's not being met or is it a soul thing? Is it, is this what my ideal life should look like? And if it matches that, then run at that. But if it's what a need isn't, that's not being met, like I know that this isn't just with relationships, but one of mine is I'll feel like I'm not valued at times because I, I try to do everything for everyone else. And I, I know that through past experiences I've been burnt. So there's that limiting belief there. But if I'm feeling that in that circumstance and I need to action it because I'm not valuing me and one way that I can take my value back or not, not necessarily cut people off, but do things for me. Like you can't expect the other person to give you that feeling. And I think that's a big issue in relationships because if you are miss, if you feel like they don't love you, you're not loving yourself enough. It's always internal that reflects right. the external. So and especially if, too, can I just quickly jump in there? Yeah. Especially too, if you have never addressed that, you you need that. Yeah. <laughs> you know how we heard in that, I think it was a Lewis Howes podcast we, we listened to early on and I sent it to you. Yeah. And that's what all that was about. You, pe- people in a relationship, they get upset because they've had an expectation from the other person of what they need, but they've never addressed it. And the other person's not even aware that they need that. Yeah. So like how, and then you get angry at them for not providing what you need. You're asking them to jump through the hoops (laughs) and they didn't even know the hoops were there. Well, exactly. That's right. And I think if the minute you start needing things from other people, it's a need that represents your lack of from within. So for example, if you are lacking love within your relationship, then maybe you need to do some more self-care and self-love and go and do something that makes you really happy because again, you're relying on an external force to promote that emotion. Before I met you, I used to really think about this, which was how when you're in a relationship, you feel all those loving feelings of emotions, but that person isn't giving them to you. Your body is producing those emotions. They're not injecting you with love. They're not giving you the daily Mm. shot of love that keeps you on that high. And then, so then when you're by yourself, you're like, okay, cool. So I can feel like that now. So then you think of all those things, like think about hugging your nan or hugging Mm. your dog or going to the beach where you feel all that rush of joy and enthusiasm and love just pour through your body all that light and happiness just gravitate throughout you you can do that because at the end of the day you only have you Mm. so the minute you think that you're relying on someone else for a feeling that is a direct reflection of what you need to do for you Mm. and that's why even when you're fighting you use the other person as kind of like a tool. Mm. You're not fighting with them. You're fighting with the thoughts and the perceptions and the beliefs that you have about what's happening in front of, it, of you. If someone's being rude to you, that's your perception that's right. that they are being rude because to you. Because it's a reflection of, of yourself as well, right? Yeah, like so. you might feel as though you're targeted or you're not worthy of their love or they just don't like you because you built up all these little stories mm. If you were to just move away from that situation for a minute, 
go and work on how you're perceiving that and what other ways you could see it. Maybe they're a bad person. That's okay. But if you, again, you need to do that reflective work. You, and that's what I actually thought about as well. If you're looking back on the honeymoon phase and you're thinking about, oh, I wish that they were doing this for me and I wish that they were doing that for me, you're looking at past events to bring you joy. The only way reason you should be looking at the past is to be reflective and to rebuild for the future. That's right. Not holding on to that because you're bringing that comparison and jealousy and void and lack into your present, which that's not going to make you happy. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) He explained that really, really well. But that's what I was saying. And it's, um, it's so true because like, yeah, like you're only, and like I said before, like you're only going to be able to hold on to the way you're acting like that for, for so long. And I truly believe now, like, this is why so many people hit that sort of stagnant period after a while and then why this has all come up in the first place because, like, I, I like to think, why would you want to try to connect with somebody um, and p- portray something that you're not um, to create something that's not real? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because, like, really, you're not going to be rewarded are you actually thinking long-term? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. you're putting a need on it then, right? Because yeah. you're like, I need to be this way, like, to make this work. If you're feeling that already, you're probably already, like, I don't know, yeah. probably not aligned if you know what I'm saying. I can saying. tell you another story. It's the one yeah. I was going to say before. So yeah. it was when we were going through, well, probably four months in, and I noticed that Aaron had commitment-type issues. <laughs> and I... I was like, okay, cool. So he likes the idea of a relationship, but he's not sure if he wants to be in one. So that was kind of in my head. And then one day I got a promotion and it was like a really cool day. I was so excited, so happy. But I think his name's Gary Hicks. He calls it the upper limit. So when you can, it's kind of what um, Gamble and Aaron talk about, which is you're hitting that 10, but your seven is your upper limit. So it's when you pass, surpass that seven that you're comfortable at and your body physically feels discomfort in the high that you self-sabotage to get you back Mm. to that low because you need to feel comfortable and there are ways to train your mind to slowly accept that it's okay to feel good all the time and it's okay to feel that love but it's a slow progress and you need to work at it but so on this day obviously I'd hit a high he came over for dinner we're having a great time we're so happy and then I start crying (laughs) and I obviously self-sabotage because I just was so overwhelmed because I was like oh my god I've got this job now I've got so many responsibilities I'm not ready and I was just all these like really gross toxic thoughts came through and he left and I was like, I, I didn't okay. understand. Like, he what had was going not, on. yeah. He, he just, and it's full feminine, like feeling like the high to the low, and then being upset that you're not on the high. And why couldn't I just be better for him? And all of these thoughts came rushing through, and he left. And then the next day, again, we were probably still in our "it's okay, I don't need anyone to be happy" vibe. But the next day, he fully opened up that he in the past that would have triggered him and made him leave but he's so committed to me and that and let's just can I just dis, quick disclaimer <laughs> I was just upset I was like oh I'm just so stressed and yeah. he, he was acting like I had like burnt the house down like well, and that's what it felt it was like so chill like yeah. I could have been I've been way worse well, now than what I was then yeah and this is where it comes and this is what we're realizing now right because you made me realize that you know how I always say to you or we've had in the past where I've been like, look how, look at everything we have. Like, it's so great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then I'm looking at it and you're getting upset over things that I'm like, how does that upset you? Like, we actually have all these things. Like, it's, it's beautiful what we have. So like, don't let that come in. But then I'm like, that's, that's important. <laughs> it's something yeah. that's making you feel off. So yeah. we, we need to address it. It's the biggest <laughs> thing is when logic meets feelings. Yeah, that's right. Everything's on fire. Because yeah. there's and that's no generally reasoning in it. Like what we said, Every like the masculine is like logic and the feminine is feeling. So you can't, they don't go together. Yeah. And I said to him last night that when we fight, he talks a lot and I'm mm. just not listening. I am. Because three days later, the logic sinks in. I'm like, oh, remember when you said that? That was really good. And then like three, I'll start processing what was said. But at the time, I'm legitimately just like, oh, I just wish you could feel how I feel because yeah. I feel so sad. Yeah. And he's like, why do you feel sad? We have a beautiful house. We have a dog. We have Noah. Like life's beautiful. And I'm like, I know it's beautiful, but this happened and it's yeah. in my present and I just don't feel good. And he's <laughs> like, I just wish you could see it. And then that, that's legitimately our fights in a nutshell. Mm. And then after a little bit, 
the emotions simmer down and logic and emotions flow freely through both of us. But I think a good fight at the beginning before in the honeymoon stage really starts to reveal the cracks because usually you'll fight because you're not wanting to put up that illusion of the person anymore Mm. of who you want to be. And it's showing those first like signs of, of, yourself because that's what's coming through right so if you're gonna get in the fight and you kind of try to avoid that because you're like it's almost like you it's almost like when's that first fight gonna come yeah you're like manifesting it and and it's gonna come like remember we we actually had conversations going i don't think we're ever gonna have a fight remember (laughs) and we're like kidding ourselves because it was it was so great like at a point but this is like this is what we're saying like our time feels like so long and i think it's because we've been through lockdowns and stuff now and all this and that um and our connection is so strong, like we're, we're living together and everything like that. Like our relationship has advanced more than what the time itself is. Yeah. So um, we would have like, say, a really good whole month and then it's like amazing. And then you're like, I'm, I remember having thoughts and I'm like, God, everything's so good at the moment. And it's like <laughs> almost like you bring in something to disturb it. <laughs> hey, when I you want to challenge. Think that, yeah. And, and I'm I like, come home from work and like, guess what? And then <laughs> 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 but like, but it's necessary. And I admit it, like I'm still learning and i even though as much as i know now and i understand i'm understanding the energies a lot more like like that that book the um the power of the superior yeah the superior man book that i read um that explains so much to me and 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 it really really cleared cleared up a lot of things about how that works in arguments because like you can really actually avoid big arguments you know yeah. what i mean like we never let them go no. too too long because and no one leaves no one leaves like, yeah i think I cutting think that out is huge leaving in any relationship the fight makes it prolong it does. and it doesn't fix it and I, if you don't care enough to walk out like then and it's, really try not to go to bed unhappy yeah because i think if you let your partner go to bed I, it's like my dad taught us that when we were kids that you should never go to sleep like feeling hate in your heart mm. And it's because, and the more I get into manifesting, the more I realize it's about vibration. So if you're sitting in that vibration of lack, jealous, unhappy, sad, whatever that gross negative emotion is, you're going to wake up with that again because you're sitting in it. Whereas that's when you need to just not accept what's happened. Well, accept what's happened. Not always forgive. If you're not up to that, that's fine. But it's happened. It's done. It's happened for a reason. You might elevate from this. You might change paths from this. It doesn't matter. You can't change it. But at least try to feel and reach that peaceful point before you rest. Otherwise, it's just going to continue the momentum into Mm. the next day. And it is hard sometimes. And I think if you can't put it to bed before you go to sleep, then I, I... it's complete ego, not yeah. letting go of it, right? Yeah. Because if you don't care for your partner enough to... kind of want him to suffer a little bit. But like, I hate it. Like, and it's like, it's nothing worse than going to sleep when things are off because you know, you're not going to have a great sleep and, and you're not going to wake up better. It's not just going to be gone in the morning. Like no. I, I used to be really caught up in that. Like I used to think oh, I could just push things aside, whatever, forget about it. Like, just get over it. Like, why would you want to deal with this? Like, that's how I've been in the past. Like, and just, just forget it. And it just doesn't work. Like you yeah. need to have some sort of resolution and you need to have that mutual respect to put the other person at peace Yeah. as well. So, and stop reaching is it better to prove to them or the world that you're right or is it better to prove that you're worthy of peace? Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> you, that you're never going to get everyone to agree with you. No, that's right. Because the way you twist things in your head, it's never going to work out the same way that they... We haven't made one mutual decision on religion. There's no mutual decision on government, whatever. No, not every single person in this world is going to agree with right. you. Like I said to you, not... Not everyone even likes chocolate because someone's still allergic. So if you're <laughs> sitting in the fact that you really need to be right, that's ego Ooh. and you need to just simmer exactly. down. And this all comes down to the fact of like you you can't manipulate everything around you to, to make you happy. No. Like, you know, I mean, you, you can't like you, you're going to fight for the rest of your life trying to mold things and make things like make this work. I need this here to work this way. I need you to be this way. I need this person to behave that way for me to be happy like that yeah. and I need this from my partner to be happy like that. Like you, you, it's never going to be like that. That's where it comes back to that inner happiness in yourself. Abraham Hicks says that um, the people in your world are just um, beautiful components of contrast and they'll constantly show you what you don't want. That's right. And yeah. then you well, need to align yourself. Because everything's a reflection yeah. of you. And you need to sit with that and work out what you do want 
and then flip your thoughts into always working downstream towards the life that you live so if I came home one day and you were unhappy I'm like okay cool so he's showing me like that he's not in a good vibe I'm either gonna avoid and not think about it because it's gonna continue build up a resistance towards him be like why is he unhappy is he mad at me I'll start thinking about it or I just go paint for a bit until he gets over (laughs) it and then I'll feel better he'll feel better it's had time to breathe and the less thought you give to it the less momentum it gets. And if that's like law of attraction, if I'm putting out that, oh, he's mad at me, what's going to happen? Mm, like right. you're going to then, I'm going to piss you off somehow. Mm. You may not have even been mad at me yeah. and then suddenly I'll break a cup and then suddenly it's well, <laughs> like, right. it's how it works. Yeah, 100%. And bringing in other energies, always being aware of like what energy you're bringing home. Like I like to look at our house as like a, our sacred space. So like if something's pissed you off at work or you're like annoyed at somebody else, yeah. like, um, you know, I mean, I've always been very big on leaving that at the door yeah. where you come in because, like, it's it's basically disrespectful to bring that and then, you know, bring that energy into the house and then affect everyone else with it as well. I um, just had a full sort of Tanya. So yeah. Tanya is a woman that we go and see and she's so beautiful and I love her a lot. But she, I was speaking to her about this type of thing and with energies And she made a few points that I think are important to give her a shout out Mm. and speak about. But she said, never argue in your bedroom Mm. because it's a place of love and peace and rest. So if you feel like you need to pick an argument, either question it or leave the room to have the discussion. She also said the car too, because I think it's so confined and it's like can feel like a trap space and it Mm. should represent freedom and joy and like you're out and you're experiencing Mm. life, but instead you've turned it into a toxic like moving fighting vehicle. She also said that if you want to fight, you should fight in public because... the people are more likely to express with their words rather than act on emotion and impulses. So like some of my friends, they'll say that they or their partner will get like quite angry and like they'll yell at each other and things. You know, you don't want to be the partner that yells at each other in public. (laughs) So I think it's an easier way to convey how you feel. And I think the illusion that everyone doesn't fight, I used to think that like beautiful, happy couples didn't fight, Mm -hmm. but I think that we're a beautiful, happy couple. And I know that every time we have a conflict, it's a way for us to elevate to the next level because it's revealing parts of ourselves that we've probably been hiding or suppressing Mm -hmm. that need to be healed. And it's the other person's job to foster that growth through the healing. So how can I help you? How can I support you? What do you need? And can I give you the tools or do you need time to use those tools on yourself? Yeah, that's right. I love that. And I feel like that's um, it's such an important thing Like because I want to help you grow through things, you know what I mean? And I know there's things that bother you and there's things that bother me. And if you never address them, they're always going to be flared <laughs> up through triggers it's and things like under that. under the rug. Yeah, well, that's right. And it's so easy. I think that's so common what people do. And, like, and I love that we are so open like that and we called ourselves out on that early on that yeah. if there's something bothering us like i i want you to be happy and i want us to be happy together. and watch what bothers you because i tested a theory once when i was living by myself and aaron and i were just started dating and when i was overthinking i would confide in a friend all the time and i would tell her how i was feeling like this and then we would talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and it grew <laughs> and it became something when you're giving he, it energy. I was like, Oh, I power. haven't heard from him or I haven't seen him. And then he, we would think of all these reasons yeah. and he was just having a nap or he was at work <laughs> and then it just fell to pieces. But I just like really be careful who you vent to and why you're venting because are you doing it because you're bored and your mind is so addicted to that problem solving mm. aspect? Could you move away and go and do something productive and go and clean your house or pat your That's dog right. for 10 hours? I don't care what you do as long as it changes that focus yep. because it's kind of like all the visual I get is you with a magnifying glass just like burning mm. the object because you're so yeah, focused on the issue and you're not focused on what you want. Or well, what you focus on expands. So like the more you're focusing on it, it's just going to you're blowing it up into Killing such a it. much bigger thing than what it is, right? Yeah. And then how often does that happen? And then you speak about it with the person and it literally like what you just said, it's <laughs> it's nothing. Like yeah. it wasn't even anywhere close to what you had you blown like it up an to idiot be. Because oh, you spent right. your whole day just but I wanna just touch on too what you said. I think it's so important and like um not so much with us, but in, in past like relationships and things I've noticed, like um who you speak to, what you just said. Because mm-hmm. people are gonna give you their opinion based off their like experiences and yeah. what what their relationship is like and how they would feel about that. Like it's so important, and you've 
can really not like be aware of that too often. But like if you're venting to your friend and yeah, it's hard. Sometimes you might only have like the one good friend or a couple of good friends or whatever. But if they're single for one, yeah. their opinion is really they're irrelevant. They're going to want you out with Yeah, them. that's right. But it's like, it's also still their, their value, their views on things are going to be completely different. Yeah. Like, because they, they're not in a relationship. It's completely irrelevant. Really what they say, they can support and like, just be aware of what they're giving you as advice. Don't take it for like too, like, you know what I mean? Too deeply yeah. because like, and especially if like say the other person's, you know, you're in an earlier relationship and they're in a, like a, say a 10 plus year relationship. Yeah. Their advice is going to be completely different too. Like mm-hmm. it's not going to be relative to where you're at. They also don't get what, how you're perceiving it. Because I could perceive a situation completely different to how they would because of limiting beliefs and experiences I've had. So I might say, oh, he said this and I took it this way. But to a normal person that doesn't have the (laughs) normal, to to a real, like a person without those um, deep, like, tears yeah, that's right. it might not seem anything but then because that friend has seen those things happen to me they then have a protective and a defense against it so they that's what i said to you the other day when i was i could have gone and spoken to like my family about it but i knew that they would instantly protect me well they're going to give you a biased opinion yeah which family. i love yeah. but i don't i need the brutal uh, if truth. you were going there for that you'd be going because you knew that and yeah. that's what you knew you were, you were seeking though. you were seeking comfort in it yeah because you knew you were going to get that you wouldn't go to, to the friend that's right yeah. you, you know what i mean you, you should be going to that friend that's going to give you the straight out like you know like advice that you actually really need that isn't is going to be uncomfortable yeah because you don't want to be comfortable like if you're having serious actually things that are really actually bothering you and triggering you um and then someone goes oh look it's probably okay like it's you know what i mean or whatever like that, how's that gonna help yeah and like, it could be a severe gut feeling from that's right. like your guides or whatever if you're but if you believe in that mm. but to them they might be like mm, no it's okay that happened to me once and everything turned out mm. fine but they're unhappy Mm. And they just don't tell you because even friendships and things, you'll see that gaslighting yeah, come yeah, through where right. it's all surface value yeah. and not the true heart. Yeah. I think if if you're sitting in a relationship or I think it's really important right now to decide if you're single as well, what you actually want in a person yeah. and who you're going to be in your authentic self with that. I think if you're, if you're single right now, really own your truth mm. and find out what – how do I want to feel in a relationship? What are some th- parts of me that are really important? So before I met Aaron, something that I really valued that I'd sacrificed in the past was family orientated. I love my family so much. So when I'd like spoken to people that were like, oh, I hate going to family things. I was like, oh, that's fine. Like we don't have to ever. And I was like, <laughs> it's a big sacrifice to me because it's really important. So I wrote a whole list of things that I value in a person and what who I wanted to kind of merge with that wasn't sacrificing the morals and needs of mine. Mm. And you might meet the most beautiful person in the world and you might want to show them off to the world, but they could have a heart that doesn't relate to yours. So regardless of what you see that person as and the potential that you think that they could bring, you really just have to be careful and cautious Do about your own energy and your own beliefs because you can't sacrifice your morals for someone else. Mm. You hope that they merge and you can have core morals and values together. Mm. But sometimes it just doesn't work and that's okay. But And if you're in a relationship now and things are resonating or you have been caught out thinking about the past and be like, I wish we did this, really think if you could recreate it and you could do it in your new versions and just trust a new beginning and class it as kind of that fresh start to be your full self, run with it. But if you know that you're reflecting and you're living in that, you're kind of grieving the honeymoon phase because you miss it so much, then change probably needs to be mm. made. That's a sign. That's right. And I think you're just like, you're. it's just because things are always going to, plateau a bit and it's like that in anything right so it's up to you to keep that excitement in there like like i want to have a exciting relationship forever like you know what i mean so and i'm I'm an adventure seeker like i love doing those things and i i'm spontaneous and this and that and i like it like you like that as well so i think you got to take it on to yourself sometimes to just do that and surprise the other person and do things you don't always need to like um you know um you know ask like seek 
approval. approval for things. You know what I mean? So like even if you like say longer term But say we didn't like the same things because we're lucky mm. in that aspect, yeah. but we could align with other things. If you really hate going camping and your partner loves it, like I, I'm yeah. not saying this is yeah. not me, <laughs> but if you if you love it and they hate it, maybe you could do a date night tonight with them and make try and make those sacrifices that push yourself into the uncomfortable zone. Because when if I hated camping and Aaron did, I would choose to go with him to show that I'm dedicated to a relationship because I'm going to see him in a, such a positive light and him in his happiest. And it's not sacrificing my needs, but it's it's choosing to love and foster and grow the relationship and without expectations. Like he would know I was uncomfortable with it mm. and he knows like that I'm trying my best. But and then the appreciation comes from me and that, that like really positive state that I'm going to be in is kind of like what you get back. Yeah, and that I don't think is people-pleasing. That's... Nah. Like just being respectful and taking value mm. ownership of how to be a better partner, um, but then you can't expect them to be like, "Oh well, you went camping, so now you have yeah, to do this right. for me." You can't do well, it yeah, with it's, that. It's almost it's giving a gift in a way. Yeah, you know? and it come, I think that comes down to love languages a little bit. Yeah, like you know what I mean. So like, um, if you're like you know some people's love languages is um, receiving gifts, like you know what <laughs> I mean, or some is like. Um, physical touch like ours we're very affectionate yeah. so like but if one person's like that and the other person's not it's you the same thing you still got to kind of give and take a little bit like you know what I mean so yeah. because otherwise it's just gonna like yeah I heard somewhere that uh, which was cool because I didn't realize this at the beginning so just quick confirmation if you're not sure which is you can't love someone else in your love language so if yours is physical touch and you just want to hug them all the time, mm. that's going to put them off if there's gifts. Yeah, so right. it's being mindful of that as well. And so we're lucky because ours are very similar. I think our second ones aren't. But if your person really likes physical touch and you can't stand to be hugged, maybe you just make a few like hugs a day and you put <laughs> yourself in that uncomfortable spot. Because if you love <coughs> them, you will do it. Not with expectations or conditions. You'll do it because you just want to be a part of the love and feel that embrace and feel their joy. But if you, that's where I think you'll def- decide whether you're actually in or you're actually not because you, mm. you're willing to make those kind of exceptions and make them feel better without making yourself yeah, relevant to their right. joy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you'll, you'll be able to see whether it's worth running with or whether you need to align with someone else. Yeah, exactly. I love that. <laughs> that was cool <laughs> i really like where we went with that it was awesome and um i don't know i feel like we hit quite a bit there and there was probably a lot of good good advice for people with that i wanted to throw one more thing in before we do um like wrap it up though a little bit a little bit of a hack uh, <laughs> well, oh, no. well we we did have a little altercation this morning before yeah, this <laughs> so like um and i think I'll, it was self-sabotage oh i think so yeah <laughs> it was self-sabotage a little bit yeah. but um it was so good, right? We we managed to, to flip it around. I did get a little bit upset because it was like our oh, energy was stirred a little bit before we were going to come on here. We were just on a nice casual walk <laughs> and I may have said something and then shit may have hit the Yeah, but it's okay. Um, and I almost almost wrote it off coming on here. So, But like I was like, oh, man. And then I started sort of like ego coming up and being like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, you know what I mean? I don't, like, you've stirred my energy up. Like, I don't want to, like, don't know if I want to do this now or whatever. I still wanted to do it. And I really wanted to do this with you and, and share this together. And my compromising is being on this regardless uh, of what was <laughs> Exactly. So I went out of my, ex- yeah. my love that's comfortability right. to and be. I really appreciate that and I'm and I'm grateful for that so um but one little hack what I wanted to add in so um shifting your state and yeah. I think this could this is valuable and this is why I'm throwing this in here for, for anything whenever you're in a in a, a bit of a stirred up state or your energy's off or something like that in any way um shift your state in some way and I just I've found that by doing that with something active Mm-hmm. Um, or something that's going to shock you a little bit. So say, for example, you are in a bad mood, like what I said before about coming home from work and you're in a bit of a, a shitty mood um, and you don't want to take that into the house, but then you know that if you take it in and your partner says one little thing wrong, it's just going to flare up. So like shift the state. So like I literally just like drop for 20 burpees and have a cold shower. And I honestly, I felt like a brand new person. <laughs> like it was such a shift. And then I came out and one thing that I read in that book too, the Superior Man book, which I really, really love, 
Um, I'm going to throw something. You probably thought I sort of like just do this myself, but I'm going to no, like. No, you do it from the book. You yeah. told oh, me. Oh, I did? Yeah, oh, okay, every cool. Time I do it, I'm like, this is <laughs> it's because the of the book. book. All right. So, yeah. So, um, shift the state in in be- between you as well. So, like, he I just really. He always want tries to spin me around. Spin you around. <laughs> <laughs> every time, like, the tension's off, he's like, come on, let's dance. I'm like, I don't want to do the book dance. <laughs> So I just grab you, and that's what he says in the book. He goes, Picks me shift, up, throws me around, shifting state, throw you around, spin you around, and then like lick your face. <laughs> yeah, look, <laughs> the and the, the, the licking is in the book, everybody. Well, the licking one is actually a good one. People think, oh, that's gross, whatever. How quick does it shift your state? Because <laughs> like, you, you just lick my, my face. face. <laughs> Um, so like but it's it works right and it's yeah, like it and, and it's me like genuinely wanting to to shift, to shift it like you know I mean there's a, there's you can't deny when there is like a toxic energy, toxic energy around you know what I mean and it's gonna happen and, and you know and it's on you whether you draw it out for longer for or you want to shift it don't want to do the burpees or the cold shower you <laughs> could do eft tapping or put on music or maybe just go yeah. outside and take some That's breaths right. do some breath work yeah, like some breath work don't have that. to go yeah. and kill yourself in the bedroom like i heard i i heard full-on jumping and oh, i was like i don't me? know if he's like hitting the walls is he like that angry uh, well um, that works well for, the burpees work so well for me and then i realized it was something i was missing um, that I used to do every morning. Uh, yeah. And it just, like, it gets you in that straight, like, I don't know, it just builds up, you know. So, know. ladies, if your partner's <laughs> mad at you, just make them do tell burpees. Them, tell them to drop the for 20 burpees. <laughs> so you get, you're flaring up, drop for 20 burpees and go have a cold shower. <laughs> so anyway, but look, it, it works well. Shift your state if you're feeling off. Um, the... Uh, what was that? You made a really good point right at the start that I was going to highlight, but I forget now. Um... Oh, damn it. But anyway, um, so, oh, the, the comment you said about going into a fight. So about, but not going to a fight, but like if you feel, if you want to talk to your partner, oh, yeah. is this venting? What, what was it again? Um, do you need me to listen or do you need advice? Do you need that's, advice? Yeah. that's kind of how you should respond. That's and right. then bef- if you're if you're the partner receiving the, the information or if you're the person that's about to dish it out, yeah. say, I don't need advice from this. I just need to vent. And then I'm they'll be like, I'm just coming to you to vent for now. So don't give... Don't. It's a really good conversation to have before you go into those things. So I think I came home from work and I told you about it straight mm. away because I was like, the next time I feel like this, could we practice that? Because I feel like it'll help our energies. Mm. Um, the other thing that just came to me is checking that the other person's emotionally ready to handle what you're going to say. Yeah, because yeah. if they've had a bad day and you've had a bad day and you're coming home and you're like, I need to talk to you. Yeah, and you're then, about to dump something pretty heavy. Yeah, <laughs> like, and they're just... dealing with their own stuff. That's with friendships as well because you'll have people that'll come in and just, I like to think of that experience as a garbage truck and yeah, they'll just come just and dump all their stuff you. on you. But if you're not physically, emotionally, mentally ready to hear it, then you need to be – that's taking your power back and feeling okay with you. So just checking out they're ready mm-hmm. and giving them what you – the tools, do you need to listen mm-hmm. or do you need to That's vent? right. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. Thank Are you so much, Are we going to go fight now? Yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm feeling good from that. <laughs> go do burpees. <laughs> no, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you coming on. I love you. Um, and um, that's episode 30 done and dusted. Woo. Thanks, baby. Let's Bye. go.